Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnston Wax Program. Presenting Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly. Weems and his orchestra open the show playing with plenty of money and you. to paint a word picture that will give you any true idea of how much more attractive your floors will look with a glow coat polish. So I'd like to suggest you're making this simple test. Take one section of your kitchen linoleum that's dull and lifeless looking. Go over it with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. It won't take you any time at all, for glow coat requires no rubbing or buffing. You just spread a little of this remarkable liquid lightly over the surface and watch it shine as it dries. It will be ready to walk on in 20 minutes. Now, compare the sparkling glow coat polish to the rest of the floor. The difference will amaze you. You will want to put glow coat over the entire surface immediately. Floors that are polished with glow coat are bright, shining, and clean, protected from dirt and wear, and very easy to care for. Order glow coat tomorrow. Made by the makers of Johnson's Wax and spelled G-L-O hyphen C-O-A-T. Johnson's Glow Coat. Well, we'd like to be able to say that it's our regular Monday night here with business as usual. But no, the approach of Christmas has our two friends in a dither. And here in the studio about to start the program, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. McGee. Hmm? What did Mr. Wilcox say we were in? A dither. What's a dither? Oh, well, a dither is, is a small flurry or a jitter with two pairs of pants. <laughs> now, listen, McGee, you've got to get your mind off Christmas long enough to put on this show. Well, all right, but I still don't think Harpo is going to like that red ski suit. <laughs> well, what of it? It isn't the gift, it's the spirit of the thing. Yeah, like your uncle said when he got the brandy cherries last Christmas, huh? <laughs> what was that? Says he didn't care much for the cherries, but he liked the spirit in which they were sent. <laughs> ah, 
Don't you get it, Molly? I says brandy chicken. Ain't funny, McGee. You know, it kind of struck me all of a sudden today just how lucky we are to be working with a bunch of people like this. I see. After 90 weeks, it just struck you. Yep. (laughs) Come over me like the Graf Zeppelin. (laughs) I think to myself, now, here's Ted Ween. A swell guy, Ted, and a great bunch of boys. Oh, hello, Ted. (laughs) Just talking about you, Ted. Hello, Molly. Listen, Fibber, hmm? I just got an interesting fan letter. Oh. I think you'd get a kick out of it. Oh, read it, Ted. Yeah, let's hear it, Ted. They, they like the show. Huh? They think it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. It's from a woman way out in Oregon. Ooh. You see, McGee, I told you we were talking loud enough last week. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Teddy. Well, she says, Dear Mr. Ween, I think your orchestra is magnificent. What rhythm, what style, what tempo, what swing, what do you let those people talk for between numbers? <laughs> Then she just goes on to say how much she likes the orchestra. Oh, the orchestra. Sort of a nice letter, don't you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet, I called this one. Who'd you say that was from, Ted? My sister. Oh, it's just a fan letter. <laughs> I thought you might like to know how the show was going. Well, see you later. Mm. You know, Molly, I just happened to think of something. What? Did you ever notice that when the boys in the band have those heavy instruments in their hands, Ted never turns his back to them? <laughs> Well, all he could defend himself with is that little stick. <laughs> Listen, McGee. Isn't that a beautiful number they're playing? I don't hear anything. What are they playing? Silent Night. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, did you know that Ted's brother Art and one of the other boys had a pretzel factory on the side? Pretzels? Yes, pretzels. Don't you know what a pretzel is? Why, sure. It's macaroni with arthritis. <laughs> Them boys better be careful in that business. That's an easy racket to get into and hard to get out of. Why? Well, your dough's all tied up. (laughs) But as I was saying now that Christmas is here, I've begun to think what a nice bunch of people we're associated with. Even Harpo Wilcox, the lug. (laughs) Oh, hi there, Harpo. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hello, folks. Say, I just got the nicest fan letter from a girl who says this is her favorite radio show. Really, did she? Honest, Harpo? Cross my heart. Your heart's on the other side, Mr. Wilcox. Oh, oh, yes. What'd she say, Harpo? Well... Do you think we're kind of cute? Well, she didn't say that exactly, but she said she was simply crazy about the man who says, try Johnson's self-polishing glow coat for your floors and linoleum. (laughs) She's right. She's crazy. (laughs) Now about the fine bunch of people on the program. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's Elmo Tannen. Mm -hmm. Say, I wonder where he learned to whistle like that. Well, the way I heard it, Elmo went to night school down in Birdseed, West Virginia. (laughs) You mean he learned to whistle in night school? No, but he had to pass the cemetery on his way home. All right. Oh, McGee, here's Perry Como. Oh, hi there, Perry. How's everything? Say, Fibber, do you mind if I tell you something? Is it about the band or the announcement? No, it's just a fan that I received about the show. Oh, oh yeah. This girl thinks your program is the best six minutes on the air. Six minutes? What do you mean, six minutes? We're on for half an hour. I know, but I usually sing in the first six minutes, and she never listens after that. Oh. I thought you'd like to know about the six minutes. Anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, McGee, where are you going? I'm going to sit right down and write myself a fan letter. <laughs>
I, I should have opened that window first. Now, what do you want, bud? Nothing. Well, if you don't want anything, get out of people's way. Oh, that's all right. I belong here. How do you figure that, bud? I come here all the time to get my correspondence school lesson. Oh. And this is a Christmas vacation, so I'm just hanging around the campus. <laughs> McGee, he doesn't look very bright, does he? No, but I hear he's been getting real high postmarks. Let's <laughs> through this door, boys. All right. Halt. You all have your white gloves? Be very quiet now. Hey, hey, what's that? Those are the new pallbearers for the dead letter office. <laughs> Okay. Uh, who's next there? I am a boy, official business. How is business, by the way? Oh, farly good, bud. Farly good. <laughs> What's your official business, mister? Oh, yes. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Horatio K. Boomer, Chief Postal Inspector. Oh, how do you do, I'm sure. Hi, Inspector. What can we do for you? Oh, I'm just checking up. How much cash have you on hand? Uh, $72.34, Inspector, in round numbers. Exactly $72.34. Yeah? I'll just take this long and turn it into Washington. Okay. But on second thought, he's dead and won't need it now. (laughs) Thanks. Say, just a minute here. You can't take all that money. Yeah, how do we know you're a post office inspector? Where's your credentials? Oh, yes, my credentials. Let me see now. Fountain pen, pawn ticket, handkerchief, Jimmy. Hiya, Jimmy. (laughs) Pocketbook. Ace of spades and a short beard. <laughs> Sorry, my little stamp students don't seem to have my credentials. Ah, there's my picture on the wall up there. Oh, look, McGee. $500 reward for Horatio K. Boomer. Oh. Yes, yes. $500 reward for being the best postal inspector in the division. A well-deserved tribute, too. Well, congratulations, Inspector. Which picture you like best, Molly? The front view or the profile? <laughs> Let's see. I like the front view, the one with the number on it. Mm-hmm. Ah, thank you. Just remember that number, and if you have any trouble, just get in touch with me. I just touch you, so that's fair enough. Good day, Inspector. Nice fellow, Boomer. Oh, hello there, Phil. Let me please, sis. My little old package come yet? No, Philly, it isn't here yet. Thank you, ma'am. Your hope, Grandpappy, ain't forget his nephew. What do you mean, his nephew? I thought you said he was your grandfather. You're getting your consanguinity kind of mixed up. Well, I... What? <laughs> hey, how could he be your grandfather and you be his nephew? That is a funny thing, ain't Miss McGee? Well, that, that on account of my aunt. Oh. Yeah, she, she done keep the family tree in the front of the Bible, and some of the branches get twisted up, seems like. <laughs> My auntie says she can't figure out if she is my real aunt or my half-sister once removed on the eternal side. You mean the maternal side. What? Maternal side, Phil. Eternal means forever. Yes, that's how long it's going to take to figure it out. <laughs> you let me know if my grandpappy just gets here, please. Okay, Phil. Fine business, this post office. Oh, it's a great service, Molly. Think what the mailman does for folks. Hardly anybody appreciates him 
Why, when you think how folks' eyes brighten up when they see his uniform. And you see a uniform brightness on your floors in linoleum when you use Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Oh, Mr. Wilcox. You're supposed to keep your place in line, Harpo. Well, I was next. Well, what do you want? Well, listen. I... <laughs> Look, I want to visit my girl in California for Christmas. Oh, but the trains and the airplanes are all booked up solid for the next two days. Look, can't you mail me out there, air mail? Uh, well, come in and weigh yourself, Mr. Wilcox. Okay. Separate all the scales. Sir. All right. Mm. 108 pounds. Let's see. 180 times 16, 28.80 ounces. 10 cents ounce, special delivery. That'll cost you $288.10, Harpo. One way. Okay. What do we do now? Well, uh, I'll write a tag for your coat lapel. Uh, you see, we'll have to paste some stamps on your shoulder and cancel them. Hand me the canceling machine, Molly. Okay. Oh, boy, I've been waiting a long time to cancel this guy. <laughs> Here you are. All right, which shoulder? Left. We use the right for the return address. Ouch! Not so hard. Well, you're no better than any other package, Miss Wilcox. Well, look, now let's get going. How soon do I leave? Oh, wait a minute. Don't be in a hurry, Harpo. Just keep your stamps on. I know, I know, but I'm in a hurry to get out to California. Do something. Okay, I'll do something. Hand me that adhesive tape, Molly. McGee, what are you going to do to him? Yeah, what's the idea? Quit stalling and get me out of here. Heavenly days, McGee. Why did you put that adhesive tape over his mouth? Well, I had to seal him up to make him a first-class male, didn't I? <laughs> to try Johnson's glow coat on your floors and linoleum to make them beautiful and bright. But that's only half the story. The most important part, perhaps, is the amount of work and time that you save 
when you let Glowcoat polish your floors for you. This remarkable liquid doesn't require a bit of rubbing or buffing, for Glowcoat is self-polishing. It'll take you a very few minutes to apply. You'll be through before you know it. Then let Glowcoat dry for 20 minutes and watch the floor take on a beautiful polish as it dries, without help from you. For weeks afterward, your cleaning work will be much easier because Glowcoat sheds dust and dirt and protects floors and linoleum from scuff marks and wear. Johnson's Glowcoat saves you the drudgery of floor scrubbing and gives you the luxury of clean, shining floors. Look for the attractive yellow can. And by the way, remember, it's very economical to order the larger sizes. Well, back to the Wistful Vista Post Office, where the line of people in front of McGee's window is getting impatient. All right, quiet, please. Please, take it easy. Now, who's next? Me, Mr. McGee. You after that package again, Phil? Yes. Well, it hasn't come in yet. You sure it ain't, please, Miss McGee? Sure, we're sure, silly. Yes, ma'am. But did you, uh, did you gurgle all the packages, please, ma'am? <laughs> None of them gurgle, silly. What's your grandpa sending you, maple syrup? No, ma'am. Applejack. You know I love Applejack. <laughs> Applejack, huh? Oh. Of course, you know, Phil, all suspicious packages can be opened for inspection by the postmaster, don't you? <laughs> what? I says I'll have to inspect it, you know, when it comes. Yes, yeah, but leave a little for me to inspect, too, please. <laughs> all right, there, all right. Who's next? I am. I want some 13 cent stamps. 13 cent stamps? I don't think we make them this year, bud. Let's see now. Where's the 13 cent stamps, Molly? I don't see them. Look in that little cabinet there. Oh, here? Yeah. Heavenly day. What was that, McGee? Christmas seal. <laughs> I'm sorry, bud. No Christmas seal. Maybe next year. Look, McGee. That Russian mail clerk is throwing letters out of the window. Hey. Hey there, vodka. What's the idea? Hello, Tavari. Hello, Babushka. What's the idea of what? What's the idea of throwing all that mail out of the window? You can't do that. Sure, I can do that, Babushka. I know I can do that because I am doing that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Hey. Hey, listen, but I'm postmaster in charge here, and I'll have you fired. No, Tavari. I am not getting fired, I think. I am chiseled service, ma. <laughs> Nobody can fire in chiseled service, ma. Well, they can for what you're doing. Stop it, I tell you. Yeah, lay off, bud. Quit throwing those letters out the window. I am only doing duty, Savari. It is saying on letters, air mail. So I am giving them the air. <laughs> what happens after is some of this business helps. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a minute he was making a serious mistake. <laughs> well, what can I do for you, sister? Oh, Mrs. Wearybottom. Hi, Weary. 
Oh, I guess I'm all right, but goodness me, I don't know why I should be rushing around the way I do, buying gifts for people and mailing out all those Christmas cards, and oh, my goodness, you buy a lot of stuff for people, and you never get anything back as good as you give out. <laughs> the only time I ever come out ahead was one year I gave my husband a necktie, and he gave me a washing machine. How much are the two cents stamps today? <laughs> Well, they're two cents today, Mrs. Worrybottom, but if I was you and you're sending Christmas stuff, I'd, I'd put a two and a one on the envelope. Red and green makes it look more Christmassy. Or maybe just more messy. Quiet, Molly. <laughs> what say, Mrs. Worrybottom? Oh, I was just saying that, my goodness, the body hardly knows which way to turn to get things for people, do they? No. Last year, I got my father a new meerschaum pipe and a new suit, and he gave me a set of dishes, but he got to smoking his pipe at the table in spite of everything I could say, and his teeth aren't very good, and the pipe slipped out of his mouth and broke one of my new dishes and had greasy gravy in it, and he went on father's new suit. My goodness, boy, you could say Chris Kringle, that was $36.29, just shot the well. Merry Christmas to both <laughs> that package you got there, Molly? Well, it's marked RFD, and I don't know what that means. Why, RFD means remove floor dullness with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Uh, oh, <laughs> I guess we didn't put enough postage on that guy, Molly. <laughs> All right, now, who's next, please? You, little girl? One side, folks. Let the little girl up to the window. What was she want, sis? Is this the post office, sister? You bet, sis. What can we do for you? Huh? I says, what was it you wanted? I want to write a letter, Rebecca. Well, this ain't the place for that, sis. You write a letter at home and then bring it in here to mail. Huh? I says, this isn't where you write letters. This is where you mail them. Who to? Why, well, who did you want to mail it to? Mail what? Your letter, your letter. I didn't write it yet, Rebecca. <laughs> then go home and write it and bring it back. Huh? Listen, we'll be glad to take care of the letter after you write. Oh, hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. I didn't mean that. Well, little, what's the matter, sis? Well, see, I can't write a bit. Well, well, who's the letter going to after you write it? I can't write, I tell you. Well, I'll write it for you. Anything to... Who's it to? Oh, I see. <laughs> Cute, ain't she, Molly? <laughs> hey, now, wait a minute. Quit crowding back there. This is more important business than any of you mugs has got. <laughs> what do you want to tell Santa Claus, little girl? Shelly, Shelly, are you ready? Yeah. Go, go ahead. I'm ready. Yeah, Mr. Santa Claus. Yeah. You can disregard my order of the nine. Yeah. I bet you. Yeah. On account of I have made arrangements... With the Santa Claus of the Bonton Department Store for my doll buggy. Yeah. You see, Santa, if you don't stick around, these other Santa Clauses get all the artists, I bet you. Hmm. But maybe we can do business next year. <laughs> oh. Yours very truly. Okay. Thank you, mister. It's okay. You're welcome. Oh, hello there, silly. You back again? Yes. Is my package come from Grandpappy yet? Well, uh... I don't think so, Phil. Hey, boys! That package in from Alabama for this fella? What's the name? Watson! Well, what's the name? There he is, Watson, the name, please. 
Sylvia Watson it is. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, you have it. Hot dog. Here, come out, Joker Applejack. Grandpa, he'll never forget his nephew. <laughs> okay. Well, here you are, Sil. Yeah. Hand it clear for now. Yeah. There, you got it? Yes, I'll rig it. I'll... Holy please. Oh. 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 Well, Happy New Year, ma'am. <laughs> happy New Year, Mr. McGee. What do you mean, Happy New Year? Christmas hasn't come yet. For me, please, sir, Christmas has came and went. <laughs> <laughs> Thompson, who plays the part of Horatio K. Boomer and other parts, Hugh Studebaker, who plays Silly Watson, and Ted Weems and his orchestra, and our scriptwriter, John Quinn. Our sponsors, the makers of Johnson's Wax, want to thank you, too, for your loyalty to their products. Good night. Good night, all, and a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax, inviting you to be with us again next week at this same time. Good night. Included on the music heard in the program, with plenty of money and you from gold diggers of 1937, I've got you under my skin from Born to Dance. This is the National Broadcasting Company. You were listening to WMAQ, the Chicago Daily News Station. Fibber McGee and Molly will appear in person at the Lincoln Theater in Lincoln, Illinois, Tuesday, December 29th, for matinee 